Okay, good morning. Today's class is in the Rufu Shalem of Yerachmiel Diyanim Tovbasha. Everybody, please continue to pray for him. Unfortunately, he's back in the hospital. Um, he had an, he, the cancer, he's cancer free, but he had an infection, but he's not producing enough platelets to be able to get, um, to get permanently out. So, Vizrat Hashem, everybody should continue to pray for Yerachmiel Diyanim Tovbasha. Do a mitzvah for him. That's the best way to pay me back, is that. Very, very difficult situation to deal with. Um, again, you're Achmiel Diyanu Tovbash. Also, successful Lishava Badabaka Diyabad Lishava Shefer Lishava Emev Lishava Reina Malka Batovabasha. God willing, tonight's class is Ego versus Soul. Um, phenomenal class on a meditation from, go, from how to go from disorder into order. And obviously, we're going to talk about Koachma. Really, really, because there's, so there's so much chaos in the world. So much chaos. There's nowhere you turn on that there's no chaos. And it's so easy to become overwhelmed. And we have to get through these storms. And the key is, again, I heard a great quote. It's not, it's not about the storm, trying to calm the storm down. You have to calm yourself down so you can get through the storm. That's really the key. We're trying to always trying to change the storm. No, you have to calm yourself down by having the right mindset to get through the storm. Very big, big difference. Big, big difference on, on that kind. Of. So we're going to talk about Lesson 155 and Lesson 42 in Wisdom. And I got this yesterday. I was coming back from my trip, and it's like seven, eight o'clock, and I'm like, "Oh my God, I have to pray! I have to pray Mincha and Arvit." And I'm telling you, I was so tired and exhausted that I, this, as I'm, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I'm, I was literally couldn't physically do it, mentally, forget it. And all of a sudden, a UPS uh, truck driver comes, and he comes into my house. And obviously, knocks the doors are the dogs are barking. Ah, the whole the whole story is. Uh... And it's like I'm here to pick up a hundred and four a hundred and four pack pound package that's in front of your house. So my wife buys a trampoline for my kids, so they can have more energy. The trampoline was broken, so the guy had to go return the trampoline. And all of a sudden, what happens? The packaging didn't was not taped hundred percent. So he says, "I can't take the packaging." You know, UPS entitled workers. Something's oh, I can't take it. You have to pack it, tape it. I'll come back tomorrow. Of course, this is a very Miami thing. If you could do it now, do it tomorrow, right? Why do it now? It's, you're you're there, you know. Uh, you know, you figure they would come with their own tape, so they wouldn't have to make the two trips. But it's better to say tomorrow. So all of a sudden he's gone. I'm still exhausted. All of a sudden, ten ten minutes later, I hear dogs barking again. I said, whoa, 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 what's, who's, who's 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 possibly coming now? It's him again with tape, and he came back, and he took the package, and he took the hundred, we, all we were talking about is 104 pounds of weight. So I said to myself, look at that, look how, my tefillah, all of a sudden I had this weight of my tefillah, it was so heavy, I can't even pray, I'm so exhausted. And all of a sudden I said, if he can come back and go put tape, I can come back and go pray. And all of a sudden I had a burst of energy and all of a sudden they prayed those two prayers with tremendous amount of energy. And I'm like, and, and, and then reminded me, Rabbi Nachman says sometimes we have to just force ourselves to pray because the feeling will come afterwards. And I got to myself, why am I so, why did I want to pray in the first place? And Rabbi Nachman says in Lesson 155, person not praying, this is how I got to the whole class. This is how you, you should know how sometimes the classes I can prepare for a class and it just doesn't come. And then these little things happen and then that creates the class. It's so, sometimes I, I try, I'm like, not, I'm blank, I can't even think of a class, I don't know what to say anymore. And then something so small like this can happen. Rabbi Nachman says, likewise, a person not praying or starting Torah with energy is due to sadness. 
and being completely slothfulness due to a lack of faith. The tiredness, when you get sad in life, comes from being overwhelmed, comes from a lack of faith. And it happens to all of us. We have to notice it, not judge ourselves. We have to notice, why am I, why, what's, what's, with the, what's with the heaviness? Why am, I, why am I using this as an obligation? Look, it appeared to me like the davening mincha and arvita at that, at that moment was due to, and it was an obligation for me. It wasn't an opportunity for me. I saw the weight of it. I saw the 104 pounds, like the UPS driver. You know, the last thing he wants to do is pick up 104 pounds at, at seven o'clock at night to go put in, I didn't want to do the same thing. And heaven was showing me, look at the weight. I kept on saying 104 pounds. I'm like, where's 104 pounds? It was the box. And he says, because if we had certainly perfect faith and we believe that God is right next to me, listening to me, I would come out, my words would have fire. But at that moment, when you get sad, and when you get, and I was overwhelmed with my son's, with my son's situation. And just over, you know, you get to that, that point where you just get the, uh, the overwhelmness of overwhelmness over overwhelmness. And it doesn't, you can have money, you can have this, you, just, you can't escape the storms in life. What we have to do is we have to recognize storms pass, but we have to remain calm through the storm, not trying to change the storm. That's the ultimate resistance in life, trying to change the storm. The storm is going to be there, it's going to pass. What you could do is you could change yourself in that storm, instead of letting that, try to change storms, which is a waste of time. Rabbi Nachman says, however, confusion or prayer is due to a lack of faith. As a result, sadness starts muddling a person. He doesn't even know what he's saying. His head's not there. And this is similarly, for example, to placing good wheat on good earth. If it grows and it sprouts, and it's not harmed by winds or storms. It's funny, he uses storms also. Or thunder. That means the storms come. Good wheat, good trees, they don't get knocked over. But... If the wheat is not strong, if the, I'm sorry, if the, if the, if the not the wheat, if the, um, if the ground is not strong, if the earth is not strong, then the winds come, they knock over all the trees. And this is what we have to focus on. We can't focus on, we have to focus on building a strong earth, Rav Nachman says. Rav Nachman uses the word as emuna. Emuna causes things to grow. You want something to grow in your life? You need to faith it. Faith is the, is the growing power. That's what causes things to grow. You want to grow spiritually? Faith. You want to grow financially? Faith. You want to grow in your relationship? Faith. That's what causes. This is exactly the words he uses, Rav Nachman says. That faith is what causes things to grow. And the lack of it causes things to completely shudder. Because we are prone. In Lesson 189, Rav Nachman says, we, we're prone to this bite of the serpent. That a person can be very happy. Three o'clock, he can get good news. And next thing you know, he got bit by 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 sadness, and in a minute, your, your happiness can go in a second. All you, get, all you need is an email today. You don't need much today. And he says, this, this, we have to be careful. We have a, a bite of the servant, the evil inclination that gets us into this mode. And a person has to fight to constantly try to put his energy into his prayer, etc. And this is what Rab Nachman says, the word emunah, faith, is the aspect of the power, growing power. As it says, Nemanim, he raised Hadassah. Takes it from the, from the Pasuk of Gemara Shabbat 31, that the, the order of seeds is Emunah. So we recognize, you want a seed to grow, you need to faith. Faith causes things to grow. Therefore, when one has faith, which is the aspect of growing, and, and, and things sprout, then he's not harmed by any obstacle. He's not afraid of anybody or anything. 
he prays with vitality, he travels to the tzaddik, and he's not frightened by anything, anything in the world. But when he lacks faith, and he does not have the power to grow and power to sprout, then, God forbid, the seed rots on the ground with no potential. God forbid. God forbid how many seeds have never made it. Never made it. Regret. Stuck in the past. I said, today we're watching either the Flintstones or the Jetsons. I don't know who's watching. What are you watching the Flintstones? Or the Jetsons? Very few people, I would say, are, are constantly changing. Because like we said, if you're constantly aware, that is a munah, and that creates things to, to grow. So faith is all about being in the present. And literally, unfortunately, the sadness and slothfulness literally rots to the, 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 the earth. And you can see this. Without spirituality, without having a renewal, spiritually, this is what happens in areas of our lives. We let it go. We let it go. We don't have the head to do it. We don't have the mind. We're overwhelmed. It literally, this is why you constantly have, or if Nachman says it's not, stop worrying about the, the thoughts. You have to sometimes muster the energy. Stop worrying about being sadness. Okay, what are you going to do about it? It's not what happened to you. It's what are you going to do about it? That is really the message of Rav Nachman. What are you going to do about it? You're sad. You don't want to pray. You feel like the whole world's caving in on you. What are you going to do? Storm up some energy. The whole point is doing the opposite of what got you into the mess. What got you into the problem, it's not, this is where the, the, the greatness of Rav Nachman's teachings is nothing, there's no logic here. There's no, nothing logical. It's everything, you, you just have to fake it, faith it till you get it. And this is exactly what Rav Nachman's telling us here. When a person has to have this Erech first focus more on the, on the building, the good, building the good earth, so that when the winds come, you don't get knocked out every single time. That's one problem. But what happens if they do get knocked out? Then you have to recognize the problem has nothing to do with the winds. Can't blame the winds. You have to recognize winds are gonna come all the time. You need better earth. This is where, where a person starts saying every single day, I'm not even interested in the results. I'm interested in the earth. I'm interested in making sure when those winds come, I'm going to be okay. I'm not interested right now in the winds. That's the mindset we need to have. Build a good mindset. Because you're going to get knocked down and you need to be able to get back up really quick by having a good mindset, good tools on what, how to use whether it's tonight's Koachma, or whether it's going into Bittal, or whether it's a Zamra, or whether it's turning the dollar to the hay, or whatever tool you need to use in the toolbox to deal with any situation, whether it's turning an expectation to appreciation, whatever we need, whether it's going to breathing, whether it's going to sleep, whether it's going to work out, and changing your state. It's something you need to do when, you have a, when, you, when those wins. You have to change the din at that moment. That's ultimately what we have to do is really act fast and get rid of those negative states and change state as much as you can. It's not that, because this is never going to stop. You're going to look at it, wake up on the news, you're going to see a, a huge storm coming <coughs> with no windows. What are you going to do? Of course you're going to freak out. But you know, okay, I got this. We we're growing through this. I know I have, I have a good foundation. The storms are going to come, but I know how to remain calm through the storm. Then it takes a whole different meaning. Then those storms become challenges that don't become threats anymore. And this is really how to get to the, fixing the root of the issue. And this is what Rav Nachman says, so what do you do if you're sad? He says, convert it into a broken heart. You can be sad. How could I not be sad? My son suffering in the hospital. How could I not be sad? It would be impossible not to be sad. But we have to convert it 
into a broken heart. And that is what the, we're talking about here. Conversion. Yes, I'm brokenhearted. That's what I really am. Sadness can lead to depression, God forbid. Sadness can lead to rage against God. Sadness can lead to, to resentment and bitterness. That's very dangerous. But, but a broken heart, Rav Nachman says, leads to joy. It's not the same. And he says it clearly black and white here. He says it ble- clearly. Brokenhearted heartness and depression are not the same. Broken heartness involves the heart, while depression involves the spleen. Depression comes from the other side and is hated by God. It's hated. I know people are, some people are chemically, not talking about the chemical depressions, we're talking about the emotional and physical and the amuna part of depression. I don't want to get a hundred emails about this. I, I get it. There's a chemical one and there's a, there's a, there's a, I'm talking about the emotional one. Save the emails, email them to somebody else. We get you. We understand what we're talking about. We're not here talking about personal cases where people are born with, with this. But he's saying here, if, you, if something where it's, it's, it's the depression is due to your lack of faith or your lack of focus, then that's where this would apply. And depression comes from the other side and is hated by God. But a broken heart is very dear and precious to God. Unbelievable. I mean, you could be, be right here and right here and be in two different worlds. Could be in a, in a state where I'm, I'm lacking clarity, where I'm not feeling 100% joy, but it's so close to each other that God forbid one could lead you to a completely darkness and the other one can literally create a brand new light in your whole life. Because what our sages say, a prayer of a broken heart. There's a great mashal that I heard, I forgot where I read it, but it talks about, the, you know, if the gates of tears, since the Beit HaMikdash is closed, only the gates of tears are open. Rabbi Rush says that the gates of joy remove the gates. If we can get to that moment, so to be able to pray with joy in every situation, that's for a very, very elite, advanced level of people that can get to that level where they can just sing in every tragedy. Very, very high level. I'd like to meet that person. Very few people can get to that. But what happens if the, break, break, the, the gates of tears? So we tell me, also, if there's tears, remove the gates also. What's the point of having gates, period? He says, if the gates are of complaining and bitterness, those, ga- those, those tears do not work. Those are wrong types of tears. Those are tears of, of, of sadness and, 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 God forbid, a, a, a crying of depression. God forbid. That, is the, that still will not remove. I'm talking about a brokenhearted person being sincerely brokenhearted, recognizing he's lost and he's nowhere but his creator. The other form is, creator of the world, look what you gave me, look what you gave to me. I'm a victim to my circumstance. I can't change anything. Nothing that I do could say. The hopelessness attitude, the apathy attitude, the shame, the guilt, nothing what I could do makes a difference. So why should I do it? That is what we have to be careful with. Because that involves the spleen. And the organ of the spleen itself is overthinking, by the way. The organ of the spleen comes from Morishkora. Morishkora means a black bile, a black fluid that a person is prone to it. But you could see, these are both so close to each other that you could fall so close to it. This is why you have to, when you get to that state, where God forbid, where you're trying to figure and control things, which we're going to talk about tonight, that's where you need to just go into surrender, or you need to go into bittel, or you need to go into ma, because you're prone, God forbid, to get dragged into the mud. You get, you're, you're prone to get dragged into the mud very easy. And it would be very good for a person to be brokenhearted all day long. But the average person can, can, can be very careful because you can turn it into the... You can be all day long brokenhearted. Gonna, you're going to end up becoming the person. That's why he advised only an hour a day. Only an, an hour a day. You, uh, excuse me, 
get that broken hearted. I started out broken hearted okay. with my relapse. I started out at right. 14 months broken hearted. And then it turned into depression. Okay. So that's what, so you started out broken hearted, turned into depression. So what the missing element there is consciousness, is dot. Because a broken hearted is followed by joy. So if a person is broken hearted and he's not having the Imuna part and doesn't have the higher dot or the consciousness, of course it's going to turn into that. Because what are you crying for? I could be crying to change the situation when the prayer should be a creator of the world. Let me change myself. That's a big difference. When you're crying to change a situation, when something is out of your control, that is, is a prayer that eventually will lead you to depression. Because guess what? Things don't change. But when you can change yourself in that crying out, in the brokenheartedness, that changes. Shh. Therefore, you should set a time each day to, 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 to express your broken heart it's okay how could you how could we be not broken hearted you see the mass coming back you see the Israel shutting down you can't even go to it's a broken heart it's a broken heart how could you can't even travel to Israel because you got to deal with all these governments and, and every day news something comes out they, they run to the to, 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 to they run to, to, to scare you the, everybody instead of running in Muna. of course you're broken hearted or, God forbid, going to Uman now with this whole new thing and if they're going to let us go or not let us go. Of course, how could you not be broken hearted in the airport? I wasn't depressed. I was broken hearted. I wasn't able to go. So this is the difference. Or a person has shalom bite. You shouldn't be depressed because if you're depressed, you're not going to have the solution. Remember, you need a calm mind to get through the storm. If the storm is happening and your head is in a storm, you, of course you're going to go, go, you're going to shut down or turn into alcohol or turn into something. And the Rebbe emphasis many times, telling us to be broken-hearted, not to be depressed. Because depression is like anger and rage. It's like a complaint against God for not fulfilling one's wishes. But a person who has a broken heart is like a baby pleading with his father. In Gemara, not this is the Gemara Tanit 19. He's like a baby crying and is, dep- and is distressed because his father is far away. The distance that we need. This is the real pain. We're talking about the distance. I'm so distanced. My mind, I'm lost, I'm confused, I'm stuck in the forest. Nowhere to run to but you. That is different. That's a, that's a very precious prayer. Which is the other one, is what do you fix this broken toy that you gave me? And that person will eventually not, not do anything. He's eventually going to check out just a matter of time where he turns to something to completely check out. After, and this is what Rabbi Nachman says, how do you know the difference? After broken hearted, you get a sense of relief, a consolation. You get a sense of relief. Ah, I let it out. Ah, okay. Now I can function my day. Now I can, at least I checked in. I let it out. I grieved. I, I'm, now I'm in the process of healing. Where the other one, it's still boiling in your heart. still boiling in your mind. You still have this resentment. Big difference. And you'll know, once you do a medica- meditation, once you start meditation, you start his bodhidut, you'll know the difference after the feeling. If you don't feel a sense of relief, you need to go back. You need to go surrender more. That's the difference. If you don't feel the sense of relief, you need to go back. Bottom line. You need to go back. There's work to be done. There's surrendering that needs to be done. Because that's the purpose. A broken heart gets you a consolation. It removes, it consoles you. We just, went, we just left Parsha's, Parsha of, um, of uh, Shabbos Nachamu. We are getting consoled. We're not jumping in the air out of joy. We're getting consoled. Your temple was just destroyed. Perspective has to change. And this is where the beginning is. Perspective has to change. And this is what Rabbi Nachman says. With happiness, you can give a person life. 
And this is why he says, always be careful that after the effect of, God forbid, depression, can, you, you, a person could lose his name. Rabbi Nachman even says when a person is depressed, his family will forget about him. They won't even know who he is anymore. Because nobody wants to be around that person. It's, it's, I see it all the time in recovery. Where the person, nobody wants to be around, nobody wants to deal with everybody, put a boundary, goodbyes. Nobody wants to be around a person that's depressed, God forbid. It takes everybody down. So this is, you have to be careful. You cannot cry out without that. Crying out for what? Fix the toy? Why do you think I broke the toy in the first place? So you can, fi- so you can change. The whole point of things break, not, we don't ask God to change. We ask ourselves to change. We ask ourselves to change, to change the view, way we view that situation. And this is the big aha here. This is where your person could just pray without the right way. We're not saying, be happy all the time. No, there's the time to be a broken heart. The happiness comes after a person dealing with something the right way. This is why you need the, the teachings of the tzaddik. You need it, we, otherwise, we wouldn't know what to do. What, how would we be able to do? Who's talking to you like this? Who's going who's gonna to give you? Uh, you know, Edgar Toll, just stay in the present. But right now, the present is, I'm broken heart. You can't just fake it all the time. You understand? It's not, it, there's times where things have to be expressed. It's not just about a thought. It has to be expressed and it has to be laid, let out. And this is why our sages say, a broken heart is so precious to God. And yet depression is hated by God. So you could see so close. One will get you sick. One will heal you. Because one is from the spleen. And one is from the heart. Remember, when the heart is open, the mind is opened. When the heart is blocked, the mind is blocked. So you could see. The blocked beliefs, mind is confused. Open heart, everything's open. As our sages say, our creator is known by the sharim, by the gates, by your gates, your view of your creation, your view of your creator, your perspective of your creator. Everybody has a different perspective of their creator, believe it or not. It's not a one size fits all. Everybody views their creator completely different. And it's usually very based on the consciousness you're living in. The way you look at life, what you're holding in, is how you view your creator. The whole job of these classes is to get you to an elevated consciousness, to let you let things go, so when you start viewing things in your life, you start looking at them as challenges, not as threats. You start looking at them as opportunities, not as obligations. You start looking at it completely in a different, that's the whole point of these classes, to elevate your consciousness, so you look at the whole world completely different versus look at the world completely. Look at, just to give you an example. When you're looking, when you're living in a low consciousness, we're just talking about, not to, not to get political, but there has to be a comment about it. Obviously, I'm a Scorpio. It bothers me. You know, the, the Ben and Jerry's thing, that inter-Orthodox, that doesn't bother, that, who cares? Even though that's their shtiot. But what bothers me is a li- people coming to America America's helped you, supported you. You go to the Olympics and you kneel down. That is ingratitude. And there's, no, there's nothing more disgusting than a person can show than ingratitude. It is the most despisable thing in life. I don't care what skin color you are, you don't kneel down. America's paid for Imagine I paid for your trip. I trained you. I gave you the resources. Now you go up to the show on the big day and you kneel down and you give the finger to America. That is ultimately disgusting. It's ingratitude. This is where we have to be careful in our lives. 
the, the Rabbi Rush says in the Garden of Gratitude, the worst thing you can do in life, the worst than anything, is having gratitude. And the price for ingratitude is the, is the price of the snake. Doesn't wanna, God doesn't want to have anything to do with you. Doesn't want to do with you. Go, go ahead, take the, the snake all day long. You can have all the, all the dust that you want in the earth. I don't want anything to do with you. That's what happens when your person has ingratitude. Our creator cuts them off. And the ultimate solution to that is gratitude. Is gratitude. How could you go and kneel down? To, 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 America's paid for you. They paid for everything. They, they gave you the resources there. To do that and give the finger to It's just disgusting. Disgusting. And Hashem help us all that we should see this as ingratitude. This is ultimately ingratitude. This is something that we have to be careful with in our lives. Not to show or create ingratitude. And this is where a form of depression is a form of ingratitude. Because we're not seeing the good in our lives versus a broken hearted recognizing I'm, I'm lost. I have no direction. That's okay. That's okay. There's going to be times that your creator opens up your mind, closes your mind. It's a big, big difference. We need to know, know how to make the difference. Because one will get you everything and one will get you nothing. And that's very, very important. Have a great day. What time does